Welcome to the Software People Stories. I'm Shiv. I'm Chitra. And I'm Gaiti. We bring you interesting untold stories of people associated with the creation or consumption of software-based solutions. You'll hear stories of what worked and sometimes what didn't. You will also hear very personal experiences and insights that would trigger your thoughts and inspire you to do even greater things. wish you all a very happy new year 2024 i am happy to bring premdas mohan raj's journey uh, we spoke uh, about his um, start of his journey in robot bosch and uh, quickly moved to wipro and several assignments in the automotive industry and currently uh, premdas is a product lead in the automotive industry in the detroit area and works for electrobit and uh, in this very interesting conversation prem talks about his learnings and uh, some of his uh, you know moves from being a manager to an individual contributor and um, back to being a manager and his what all things that one should do and one shouldn't listen on uh, welcome to software people stories prem das so happy to have you here Oh, I'm excited as well. Nice to see you and talk to you. So, Premdas, um, would you like to introduce yourself uh, for our listeners? Um, okay, it's like a typical first interview question. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I've been in the software industry now for about twenty-five years, I should say. uh graduated along with uh, gayatri devi the anchor of this program we were classmates and <laughs> batchmates uh graduated out of uh, nitt or rec at that time uh, in 98 unfortunately i didn't do any higher studies i stopped with my undergrad program i still regret till today that i didn't do any postgraduate or masters program uh but yeah i've been uh, working in the automotive software industry since then also i haven't changed too many companies in this time in my career so i started my career with uh, robert bosch uh, that was my shortest stint i quit within 2 years and then i moved to wipro i stayed for long 14 years and then i moved to a company called electrobit it's a continental group of companies now uh so it's a german based company and i'm there for the last 8 years now so that's briefly been my journey perfect i have a bunch of questions framed so i'm going to um ask you i some of them may not be very comfortable but please it would be great to for the our listeners to understand your career journey um you mentioned 2 years being your shortest uh these days uh i see quite a few people quitting even after 2 months after a month know, and a half uh how does it feel to sort of have that long career uh stints in different firms and what are the advantages that you have seen that uh, keeps you in such a good stead okay yeah i also even not even 2 months i here people there is there are now 3 months notice period in india and by the time they take the offer and then in the time they join they change their minds right so 
yeah. completely. Yeah. People are impatient, I would say. But sometimes I feel staying too long is also not good. But I would say anywhere between five to seven years in a company is good. And then, you know, understand the different ways the company work. And then you could also grow within the same company. There are a lot of opportunities. And for me, uh, I've been working in the services company. So I've been in Wipro for a long time, 14 years, right? So though I was in the same company, it was not the same company. It, I Probably I was getting the paycheck from the same company, but I was working with different customers. I Thinking back, I worked with a lot of, a lot of tier one uh, automotive companies. And uh, even for, I had my a different email account. I used to work with customers. You don't, it's like working with different organization for two to three years period where you work in a specific project or with a specific customer. So that way you get the experience you need and then you, you can also grow within the organization. That is, that is quite uh, interesting, I would say. See, when we joined our career 25 years back, right, uh, our understanding of automotive is very different from what it is today. You have, oh, yeah. It's exponentially changed. So right from uh, what uh, the number of chips to um, what it means um, to be automotive. So can you share your you know learning through the whole path in automotive itself? Yeah, uh, you want to know the journey or the transformation, if I understand. Transformations uh, that you have observed. Uh, or oh, if you have yeah. any interesting stories, I, I would be very keen to know. The, the, the team sizes, let me start with that. Uh, so when we started, the automotive projects were really small, like a porting project from one OS to another or porting from one chip to another, developing device drivers, Team sizes were about three to five. Maybe if it is a 10-member team, it is a bigger team. All sitting in one place, developing, and then or there would be one on-site coordinator if you are working in the offshore on-site model. Uh, now, if I look back, uh, the team sizes are, I don't, I can't even count. So it's more than a few hundreds distributed all over the world, different time zones and uh, the way the things are working, it's hard to comprehend, I would say. And uh, yeah, and as you said, we were working on single single ECUs, single microcontrollers. Uh, now the automotive industry is talking about hundreds of ECUs in the vehicle, right? And with millions of lines of code and sensors and uh, lidars and whatnot. <laughs> Anything in the industry is in the vehicle. The software industry is inside the vehicle, I would say. Yeah, and it's very interesting when you say about automotive. When we started, it was telecom was the biggest teams that you were attracting and followed by financial sector. Now, uh, anywhere you return, now automotive is what is really making the whole thing, right? So you are in the Detroit uh, metropolitan area looking at all this transformation happening around you and uh, being in software, what is your thoughts like in the last decade? How has that changed for you as a person? Any interesting incidents there? Uh, so there is 
lot of change, especially with all the new startups and the tech companies also showing interest in the last decade. That's what has happened. Amazon or Google or uh, even the tech companies, they're showing interest in the automotive area. They have partnered with all the OEMs and tire ones. They want to come a big time into the automotive industry. And plus the new, new startup companies like uh, Tesla or Rivian or whatnot, all the Silicon Valley so also started producing cars. So this has really changed the whole dynamics into the traditional, traditional automotive companies. They're really a bit shaken, I would say. Uh, they used to have really, really long-term uh, developments. Uh, typically, an automotive uh, software development goes through for three years. That's that. That's the cycle. Now, they, no one has patience or time to wait for three years. They want to see everything real fast and turn around and produce like, like cell phones. They want to release a model every year. And that's that's where the problem or the, the not the problem, I would say, the, the new challenges are the traditional companies competing with the new generation companies and the tech companies. So, and then, yeah, as a person, uh, there is a lot to learn and then it's hard for me to catch up, right? There are so many things are changing every day. There is a new change, new technology. It, it, you have to be up to speed. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine a, a new version of a car coming in? When I, first time I heard Tesla actually sending an update, over the internet, <laughs> it it was mind boggling. Uh, uh, yeah, so that's what uh, that three years now reduced to one and a half years is because of that. They said later it can be fixed through software or changed through software, right? So that, that is the paradigm shift that has happened. I'm telling you that's scary. Yeah, while uh, that's, that's scary, scary. I I have heard I have heard uh, friends uh, who have been uh, working in the automotive industry for quite a long they said i wouldn't put my children in a tesla car or uh, nothing against tesla but uh, all these new new generation cars they they're they said the same thing so it's not something new that you're going through <laughs> and uh, see honestly i would love to have vehicles talk to each other so that I don't have to talk to the vehicle and, and manage the Indian roads. Honestly, it would be awesome if such a scenario happens. But still, till that point we reach, I think we need to probably figure out a better day. Yeah, I think it's it's already happening. The, the, the connected cars, that's what they call. So that is that is all uh, trying to learn the incidents. Example, For example, incidents from the road and pass it to a database and then they broadcast to the other vehicles on the same route or something. So it's all there. So vehicles are starting to talk to each other. So, I'm, so uh, Tell me when you are working in such a, you know, changing world, um, so to speak, and uh, how have you adapted uh, through the journey? I know you, you are in the, you are a test manager in uh, EB currently, but how has your journey been along with the macro changes uh, uh so personally i i'm not a person who constantly adapt to change but uh so so that that's still outdated whatever is in linkedin uh, last uh, 6 to 8 months i'm in a different role uh i'm not doing test management anymore uh i've become a 
a product owner, I've shifted from the uh, services side of our business to uh, product development. It's more on the ECU development side. Uh, we have, uh, the company has our own product for uh, Autosar that is an architecture standard. So uh, I'm into that. So uh, it was kind of a, I should say, was it a push or pull? Uh, it so happened I wanted a change. I've been doing this test management for a long time. Then I started doing something and then I I changed. Uh, so it's for the good and looks like the company's business is also transferred from mostly services to uh, the product side. So, uh, uh, I think you have to constantly look for what is changing and uh, at least once in two years, you need to at least ask for a rotation in the project or technology, what you're working on. Otherwise, it's it's difficult. For me, it happened as an accident, but I think you should plan for it. You also mentioned during uh, your Wipro days, right? Uh, every two years, three years, your email ID was changing. In a, uh, more like a, your client was changing and you sort of kept adapting to the new services sector and everything. Why uh, are you saying that two, three years, every two, three years, you should change? Well, what makes you say that? Uh, change the company or change the technology? No, no, change so, within, uh, ask for a different role within the organization. Yeah, that, I'm also coming from the same philosophy. I have the same mantra of every two, three years, trying a different role, moving a different... Uh, so uh, what I'm saying is people change companies for a higher paycheck or for a different role, right? Uh, so if you are seeking actively for a different change in role, then then you already get that within the same company. That's what I'm saying. So so you actively look for, then there is a chance to grow within the company. Yeah, so I, I have this uh, mantra that it takes about six months for you to learn you into the role. And uh, it takes about, I mean, then you start contributing for an 18 months period. Then when you start peaking, it takes about five, six months for you to know who your next gen person is. that so you can hand over and then move, uh, move on. That's really normally how I look at my two to three years. Yeah, yeah that, that's true. That's true. You, 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 whether to understand whether you like it or not, whether you fit, are fit for that role or not, it takes takes time. So within six months, I don't think you can make any judgment. So, and and also if you're in a services company, every every customer works a little bit differently. And uh, even to understand the customer vocabulary, to speak the same language, it takes time. So it's all, it's all a new learning with everyone. Uh, when you um, do this sort of a shift, right, from a one client to the other or being in a test manager role to a product management role, what were the kind of fears that you were having, Prindas? I mean, in terms of learning as well as your career shifting, was there any fear at all or was it more of a challenge that you looked forward? Oh, fear is still there because I have to learn a lot of things. So uh, completely, uh, I was working mostly on the application side of things where you can see, see, or uh, you can feel the features, what you're developing. Uh, but now I completely transformed into a completely a lower layer where you can't see anything, right? That itself is scary. And uh, the, the technology is so different. And then this is all quite 
quite a matured product that our company has for at least one, one and a half decades. So there are a lot of things to learn from the ground up. Uh, but uh, uh, the company has been quite supportive. I have a mentor and then there are a lot of people who are helping me come up to speed. So Nice. Cool. So, have you been a mentor? Uh, I mean, I know that uh, we when we were starting, there was lots of mentorship opportunities for, given to us. Are, do we have such a structure today also in terms of getting a mentor, getting the, you know, uh, through your period? How is it changing in the uh, Detroit area? What what does that look like? Uh, so our company has that program. There is a mentor and mentee always. So whenever there is a new person who's hired, because our company is a small company, so we have that structure still in place. We, we are about 150 employees, uh, maybe a little less with the restructuring recently. But uh, so everyone who joins uh, in whatever role they are, right, uh, whether it's a software developer or, uh, or a project manager, or they, everyone is assigned a mentor. And then uh, it and then they define their structure and the, whoever is the mentor, they they come up with a program or uh, it's kind of customized and then uh, to the company, to the role, and then uh, they help the people uh, ramp up. Uh, it probably goes for three to six months. Uh, it is, but I think largely in the, in my previous company uh, in Wipro, how it used to work because it's now eight years, things could have changed. Uh, so it's probably the project manager who's also given that additional responsibility. And then the larger companies, they have the structured the training programs. So there are some mandatory trainings and then there are other optional training. So they have a complete, uh, complete wing and fleet of people uh, who are doing this full-time, right? So, so it is happening in a more structured way in bigger companies, I would say. Yeah, uh, you're right. In terms when I, when I we joined, right, our project manager was our mentor in terms of uh, exactly constant uh, mentor. That person was also double acting as an appraisal. They also used to manage. Yeah, yeah, they have multiple hats. <laughs> but I think I really like the new. Um, avatar of having a mentor who's outside of the your project and exactly uh, yeah uh, at least for me i had an opportunity to there were a group of people who are as mentors so some of them were within my project and some of them were outside uh i somehow i chose someone outside my project and that shifted my career actually now from the role what I was doing before to now. Yeah, I still remember my first uh, mentor, Sudarshan. He used to so much, uh, you know, looked at my, my own role in terms of saying, how do you ensure that you complete fully whatever has been tasked rather than asking for help in the middle? Because that's, I mean, small tips in your life holds uh, as in a good state for a longer period of time, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you remember your mentors for a long time. <laughs> Definitely. So, um, Prindas, uh, switching a little bit um, on uh, the career changes that you've done 
in terms of within um, decisions that you have taken on your career can you share a few decisions and also have has there been any highs or if you can share any uh, misgivings or uh, wrong decisions that you have taken uh, in your career can you share a light on that my uh, wipro days i've been i think i was quite settled in bangalore for about uh, half of my career was in bangalore uh, i was there uh, i kind of settled uh, i was in the role of a project manager then something i thought i should explore something different and then uh, some 8 to 10 years back i thought i should try for another uh, on site opportunity and then uh, there were many on site opportunities for managers but i still i was looking for one uh then uh coincidentally uh due to some constraint there was one developer role that opened up then i thought i should give it a try and then i picked up that role so i transferred from a manager to a developer so that brought me back here and i don't know if it was a good decision or right decision uh and uh when i came here it, it was really scary after after a break in the development career for uh, maybe 5 6 years i have not touched or seen code then i have to come and write c++ code uh so that was really a big transformation so first first one month whatever even one line of code i write 10 and 10 or 20 errors were throwing up right so it was scary but after one month after one month i i kind of stabilized so that was that was a big tra- transformation uh, the one uh, one good thing i would say lucky thing was i, I was a single member pro- uh, pro- in that project so there was no team so no one knew my mistakes like okay. so, <laughs> so after one month at least codes were compiling and then uh, it was good i i felt good that one and a half years i was back in a developer role that rejuvenated my career i would say then then i went back i changed companies and then i went back to the old role and then at least caught up in the uh, thing but uh, at least in the detroit area or here i think to remain technical is more more advantages to be to be in the industry to stay relevant in the industry yeah so it's been so that's 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 the big transformation i can remember it, it happened for the good though it was scary it happened for the good so this is what you if 7 8 years into the career uh, you did this uh, sudden uh, you know move uh, how long yes. did you do this was it which one this, this uh, transformation of go from a project manager to become a individual contributor i did for 2 years almost 2 years wow <laughs> i did for 2 years and then i changed company <laughs> let's uh, i mean that's amazing what made you propel you to do that i think i'm more interested in knowing what what was that inflection point you would have heard a great conversation around frames trial and on becoming a software developer back into developing c++ code please log on to the next episode to share some of his even more interesting um, decisions uh, around software configuration management
we thank siddharth for the music and anita for promoting the software people stories if you like this episode please subscribe on your favorite podcast client and spread the word in your network if you'd like to share your story contact us at podcast at pm-powerconsulting.com